1: Welcome back. You are listening to Trend Lightly. We're back. We're fired up. I'm Brian Beckner. I'm here with Molly McAleer as always. Hey, Molly, what's up?
2: Oh, not much, dude. I uh, love that this week was, I think, a good week online, but we have some time to fuck around a little bit because there was nothing crazy.
1: Yeah, it's always better when there's not anything too heavy. Because I feel so out out of my element, because I'm so dumb, and I'm so I'm I feel like I'm I'm faking it when I have to talk about a real subject. It's better. I like to do the lighter stuff better. That's that's more my lane.
2: Well, I don't know if that's gonna help you feel any better. Uh, this episode because we are talking about Taylor Swift
1: uh, off the oh, bat. Yes. So, some someone I know nearly nothing about.
3: Right. I, so other, I I do love other than Taylor when
1: Ryan went. Adams, other than when Ryan Ad, I know you love her. Other than when Ryan Adams covered her amazing album, nineteen eighty nine. If there if there's a dad rock connection, then I know about it for sure.
2: Awesome. Um, that that's also I think what the fan base like knows. They would peg you for that.
4: Like hundred percent. That-
2: awareness um okay so basically you know she does this long form game of easter eggs she's been doing this since i think she maybe started planting stuff more consciously during red and but ever since 1989 it's been her leaving clint uh, clints, clint's. <laughs> hints and cl- yes. <laughs> hints and clues all over the internet um anything from like how many emojis she uses to the timestamp of an Instagram post to maybe the way she uses a word. And that's something you're going to see a lot is that people hinge on literally her word choice or where words go in sentences. And after Taylor Swift dropped Folklore and then Evermore, I think, and then now Fearless, the first re-recording, I think her fans are basically like, Anything can happen now, but we have a lot of theories about what's going to happen. A lot of people are craving a third album in the folklore evermore story. That's been a highly suspected thing. A lot of people thought, so April 30th was the day that kept coming up for a lot of people in the numerology of it all, in the hints of it all, in the amount of days that it took between Folklore to release Evermore. like If you count up all of those dates, I think it equaled April 30th. So everyone thought something was coming April 30th. Some people thought it was the third album that I mentioned. Some people thought it was maybe her announcing the release of 1989. Some people thought that it was a music video there was so many theories most people were convinced it was some sort of album release a lot of people even thought maybe she would release 1989 "Red," and speak now all at the same time crazy shit right
1: is it is it and you because you know about this i want to know is it because she's such a genius marketer is it almost better for her to drop all these hints about something and but not say anything concrete and then have all the Swifties worked up into a lather about what's gonna happen? Everybody determines that, you know, something's she's she's dropped all these Easter eggs at April 30th, something's coming. Isn't it kind of better for her? To not do anything because then they're still in a lather. Then they're still like working up for the next thing. That's part of her genius,
2: right? So she has mastered the art of basically giving us next to nothing. Whereas I feel like a lot of, especially pop stars, are very in touch online with their audience. They give a lot. They do a lot of interview moments. You get a lot of performances. Taylor has given us a lot of like material in terms of documentaries albums all sorts of stuff this last year um but she has become more and more private and so she really uh, like has used this internet fandom to her best advantage she doesn't have to go out and promote she like simply drops three prayer hands emojis and there's press going 24 7 i mean it trends constantly and if you're on tiktok like me you see how everyone winds each other up. That's the craziest part of the fandom. And I want you to take in this little collection of sort of what was leading up to April 30th where arguably nothing happened. Some people think that um, the Instagram post that Taylor made was what April 30th was leading up to. I think she simply just felt like she had to post something knowing that she had all that attention on her. So she used it to... Um, plug like an indie artist girl in red, which is also by the way, like a meme with the younger generation. like do you listen to girl in red? That's a way of asking someone if they're gay. So this is a a big it's a it's crazy ultimately that this is what she used for the fandoms that already have this worm brain as you want, you know, as you might call it, right? Because not only is she making references girl in red right? That's an album to a reference red, but there's a lot of mythology around Taylor Swift's uh, romantic life. And so the idea that she was plugging this, you know, very, you know, uh, I don't know. I think girl in red is just a girl, this musical act that is so closely tied to the LGBTQ community was a huge win for the people that, love that narrative about taylor so let's uh let's listen to this and feel free i mean i speak this fluently so feel free
1: to stop at any point okay let's you let's play number one
4: i honestly don't even know where to begin with this video but something could be coming on april 30th um something could be coming soon just in general so i guess i'm gonna be talking about that i don't even know Okay, so basically, if you watch any of my, like, Woodvale Theory videos or just saw anything about the Woodvale Theories or the third album theories, um, basically, that day that it was going to be announced was going to be April 30th, and obviously that's coming up soon. Do
1: some some of these Swifties have more cachet in the Taylor Swift community? Like, are these known... There's a
2: Okay. So there's one known Swifty in particular that who's the last one in this compilation. Um, there's like, okay, I have a real love hate relationship with Swifties online. I actually hate most of the figurehead Swifties. I cannot stand them. Um, and I also like the Taylor Swift Reddit. Like I want nothing to do with those nightmare people. I really don't like, yeah, it's just too much crafting and cupcakes and oh she's in love with joe and oh you know this is all about my mom and dad taylor and harry styles it's insane the fandom is fucking insane we've got women older than me saying shit like that so um yes there are i would say like swifty influencers and one set of that group are the people that have been invited to her house to go to secret sessions if you've been to secret sessions you are a verified celebrity within the swifty world.
1: Oh, wow. Fascinating. Okay. You get this, on
2: Reddit and you do an AMA. You yes. are getting follows on Instagram. Shut you like, up. you know, think months in advance. You know, when you find out you're going to a secret session, you start brainstorming. What is my pose with Taylor going to be? There are people who have never even, uh, you know, come close to a secret session who already know exactly what their pose will be with Taylor.
1: Um, that's amazing. That's, that's incredible. Um, I, I want to exist in that world so much. Okay, let's let this girl finish.
4: Soon. And then Taylor started tweeting with a bunch of threes in her caption. So that got the theories rolling again. So basically Taylor just said this and responded to a tweet about Fearless and said, been in the studio all day recording the next one. It's really so amazing, blah, 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 with three emojis. So the fact that Taylor said recording and not re-recording kind of had people being like, wait what and then also the fact that she's been tweeting a lot of threes recently because she also tweeted it at like 3 30 or something anyways there'll be a part two to this
1: fascinating okay. but that didn't come true
4: no it
2: didn't so that's swifty mackie uh she's champagne folky on tiktok that's my girl oh really i, you, I, I had her, her on, knowledge i had her on quarantinis um of course she did Yeah, I like when she was just 17, she was like two weeks away from being 18. And I was like, your theories are off the chain. This is so entertaining, even if it's not true, if it doesn't come true. So entertaining. So I had her because Nicole, my co host on my daily quarantine podcast on my Patreon, she is a new Taylor Swift fan. And I was like, no, you have to fall in love with like the craziness of it. Because as much as I love Taylor's music, what I love is that she's a little crazy. And I love that she brings that out in her fans. Like, you know, it's, it's dork hours. Like you don't have the girls like, you know, doing what the Ariana fans do for Taylor. You know what I mean? You have a more wholesome, stay at home knit, figure out this mystery type fan.
1: Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, there's all, there's so many levels to this, to, to the Swifty fandom. And the one thing I wonder about is like, you're, you you know, you're, I don't know how to, I want to say this um, in a way that is. Sure. uh, That is, you're an older Taylor Swift fan.
2: Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm oddly like I'm average. I oh,
1: okay. would say
2: that like uh, the older fans are like literally in their fifties.
1: Because I just because I just remember her being really known to have this army of young fans, and I wonder as as her fans grow up, are they going to age out of their love of Taylor Swift, or is she just? constantly minting these new uh children that follow her or is it just so, is it all over the place
2: she started out in country music so like yeah. as always in the world of like a leanne rhymes for example example right like the country world is open to presenting young stars in a different way so yeah she was packaged very wholesome right She had that curly hair. She played her
1: guitar. Yeah.
2: She writes her own songs. That does very well on country radio. She seems like like a hometown girl type... You know, you would go to high school with her. So that helps blow her up. But Taylor has grown a lot as a person um, over the years in her career. And at this point, her youngest fans at the very beginning are now parents who have children who are Swifties.
1: Right. Okay, that makes sense.
2: And the, when you think the about Swifties the diversity make more Swifties. Yeah. The diversity in her catalog. She has, you know, the pop album 1989. Yeah. She has this like sort of, you know, dark album reputation, which is my favorite personally. Um, outside of folklore and evermore, which are her newest efforts and are very you know I mean they're just very grown up like she's working with the National and Bon Iver. like she's wow. very doing a very grown up sound especially you know on the other side of coming from countries thinking about like love songs so she's got something in the catalog for just about anyone and when you mention young fans I think that she is one of the biggest commercial artists of all time Um, literally of all time. So she came about in the age of like younger people. It just so happened that a large group of her fans also happened to be very online. So whereas like Nicki Minaj, right? Like the Barb's who also owned Twitter very much during the time that Taylor Swift was first blowing up. yeah. Nicki Minaj's fans are almost all young.
1: Yeah. So they're able
2: to create similar amounts of noise.
1: Here's the next video.
5: Hey, Swifties. So I got this postcard right from Taylor, like a Christmas card kind of thing from when I got my duffel bag from the merch. Oh, I you to have my hair, look at that. Look at all that brown that's coming up. Ew, look at it, you can see. It. Anyways, um, and I noticed red, green, and blue, and it's kind of muted. But again, blue is showing up as that third, right? Right. So red, green and blue. Hold on. Now oh, I'm realizing that the blue cat is Meredith, and Meredith has been gone.
1: Guys. Okay. The bl- I mean, when you're the when you're so, this big, you can literally do anything and people will find meaning in it. It's genius.
2: Yep, so she put her three cats on a Christmas card. She also did all of her folklore and evermore merch were um green blue and red and people feel like green was folklore red was evermore so blue must be this third album in the trilogy so what does taylor do when fearless goes number one last week in the middle of all of this like a fucking sick bitch genius that she is. She's worse than Elizabeth Holmes. She's sick. She's like Hannibal Lecter. I really do feel this way about her. Yeah. She drops a video being like, I know a lot of you have noticed that Meredith is missing because people keep asking, where's her oldest cat, Meredith? She's obsessed Uh with her cats. Where's Meredith? Yeah. She finally reveals Meredith. So as this kid is saying, Meredith was missing. They revealed her. Oh my God. April 30th is seven days away. This must be sort of like her continuing to hint that she's going to do this album drop.
1: Um, that is, she is like so tuned in. It's crazy. It's so yeah. crazy, but it's interesting that you compare her to, you basically say she's evil, but you love her.
2: No, I do. I mean, like when I say that, I I say that the way that I would about like a, uh, like my favorite villain in a movie where I'm like, oh, she's so like serial mom. Like, I'm like, oh, you got to love her. Like, she's fucking crazy. Like, she is, Taylor takes the time to do things that most artists in her position do not take the time to do. And it makes all of the difference in her fandom. And that shows up in her record sales, which shows up in her legacy. So she's just, you know, it's very simply like doing things that other artists don't do. They might come on, they might make a cute tweet. They might say hi to their fans. They might have good reputation for their meet and greet behavior or whatever. But what Taylor does by make doing just the simplest things, by kind of carefully crafting and then releasing information bit by bit and tying in like what could be perceived as clues. Right. She gets these people all worked up because she has done a few things that were like, oh my God, that was there the whole time. How did we not know something was coming?
1: It's genius. It's it's just beyond. It's incredible. Do you want me to play another one, or we
2: keep going? No, I mean we should uh, at least get to this the story of what's going to happen. Maybe skip down a couple if you want.
1: Okay, maybe go to like number five. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this is the girl from the first one. It
4: is officially time. I think tomorrow we will know if Woodvale was an actual thing. So let's recap. So Taylor has gone silent for a while now um, but today was like the anniversary of Cardigan and Aaron Desner tweeted this and said happy birthday Cardigan with the three praying emojis which are the same emojis that Taylor had used in that tweet like why do he use the same emojis like come on and then Taylor Nation posted this picture and said I made you my temple my mural my sky now I'm begging for footnotes and story of your life which is a lyric from tolerate it Um, but it says my three times which people noted but it's also like we've kind of moved on from the folklore evermore era And now they've posted a thing for cardigan yesterday And then a thing for evermore today And it's kind of similar to when they did this and the day after they posted this they released you all over me But just so you guys know taylor has to post something else or delete two posts For it to even line up. So
1: Oh, that's it
4: yeah, so
2: basically She's a genius. She's an evil genius. And I think you can just skip ahead and play the last one now. When So when everyone realized, okay, it, it got down to like really the stages of grief. There were yeah. people on there being like, well, you know, it is 8am on the 29th. Normally, this is when she would be announcing that she has an album coming out. But... Maybe because the first two were so big, and she doesn't need to get people excited twenty four hours in advance. She's just gonna drop it at midnight, and with the video. And people were doing the real like it was QAnon shit. It was very much March fourteenth.
1: Um. Yeah, that's you know
2: what March fourteenth is, right? No, of course not. After the uh, inauguration. All the Trump people were like, it's fine March 14th, they, they thought it was You know, filmed on a Hollywood Backlot, and that On March 14th, Trump would come back The military has oh, been listening yes. to
1: Trump Yes. But right. then they moved it back. They're like March fourteenth. No, actually March twentieth. <laughs> like and they that's had- a
2: little bit what being a, a Swiftie yes. is like. It's very much T on, right? So you're like reading into everything. And like at a certain point, like we um this, this guy got arrested the other day, uh in in uh Indiana. He yeah, was like a pedophile. Oh my and god. And it turns out this guy has a TikTok and he posted it on four nine and the song that he played underneath it was um, a Taylor Swift song. And I said to Nicole, like, do you think this is a TS 10 Easter egg? Cause he got arrested the day before he got arrested on April 29th. Four nine is when he posted as a Taylor Swift song underneath. Like that's where you can go with it. If you uh, want, you can literally yes. take it into something that has nothing to do with anything. And that's like a game that I've uh, had fun playing is like finding the Taylor Swift and like literally almost anything.
1: Yeah, it's like the license plate game. You could just yeah find it anywhere you want to see it. Uh, okay, here's, but wait, can play- you do yes. one
2: thing to show um, what how how she's actually like quite good at this, um, like in actually an intention?
4: Okay, I don't know if anybody came on here and talked about this on TikTok, but I just saw it on Reddit and my mind is fucking blown. So um, remember in the Stephen Colbert interview when Taylor references the episode of Law and Order that Stephen Colbert was in? Not only was Stephen's character named James, there is also an Inez and a Betty.
6: What the f- How could she have forced- Like, what? What?
2: And so James, Inez, and Betty are the names of- blake lively and ryan reynolds children who taylor used their names for folklore and what? her cat is named after detective olivia benson so she makes a point uh, to go on colbert these three <sighs> names are in this episode and she drops all this so like she f- you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's, is like that's where it's a cat and mouse game because she does she's working it she fucks with you so our it's last so guy, smart, yeah. Our last guy here is Stephen Sully, and this is like one of the big TikTok Swifties. Um, yeah, Stephen plays a little straight for me. I'm not gonna lie. I like my Swift theory is a little more zany. He's very logical, but this is a great summary of I think what everyone took away from Taylor posting that girl in red on
1: okay.
2: Instagram story.
1: All right, let's check it out. <laughs>
5: okay, okay. Let's talk about
1: Taylor Swift's Instagram story because all I- so this is this podcast is not video yet. Well, when we become Oprah, there might be a video aspect to what we do here. But much like with JoJo Siwa's voice, which I had never heard until we played it on this show, and you did not prepare me, this Swifty's eyebrows here are. So just beyond the pale of how normal people's eyebrows grow. It's insane to me that you would not pre-warn me. Hey, when you play this video, watch out for this guy's eyebrows. You're not going to be ready. Now
2: I feel bad because everyone picks on Steven for his eyebrows. When in reality, he actually has terrible takes. You could make fun of him for, (laughs) um, but
1: like, (laughs) I'm not, no, hold on, hold on. I'm not making fun of his eyebrows. No, I
2: know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. i just saying
1: they're unusual. And I just wasn't, I hadn't seen that before.
2: And by the way, no hate to Steven. This guy None. puts in, you know, time over time. Yeah, he does. He has prominent eyebrows.
1: Very. I'm like, it's, it's. he's like a, a older male Brooke Shields. But, but even with bigger eyebrows, so that's But no, If I'm, you're a guy who I'm loves eyebrows,
2: Stephen's your dude.
1: Oh, I mean, yes, absolutely. I love his eyebrows. I wish I had some of his eyebrows. Are you going to dump your
2: girlfriend for Stephen? Is that how well, is that where down. this is no. going? You're no, like, no, so no I'm just, like in love. you I love him, Molly. Like, I I'm, love his eyebrows. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm in love with him. I've fallen in love with him. He also <laughs> appears to have a double jointed index finger. Maybe that's just how I paused it. Um, no, I've this man is my one true love. And that's, I'm here to that's admit that. That's
2: how I feel no. about Telly.
1: Oh yeah. Telly from the Baller Lifestyle Podcast is your true. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I don't, well, I don't know if we should digress here, but he's, wow. you've announced that you'll come visit him in Fort Collins, Colorado, if he puts you up at the Four Seasons. And I was like, Molls, there is no Four Seasons in Fort Collins, Colorado, but then He messaged us or he tweeted, Oh no, but we have this other hotel and it's a very chic hotel malls. But yo,
2: like, I didn't say I was gonna go visit Telly. I said, I would. I said, No, I didn't say I'm going to go. I said, I would consider it maybe like I was entertaining the idea as a bit. And I was like, I would if he put me up at the four seasons. That's not like, oh, I'm going in March. Like, there's no like hard date on it. Like, it's no, not that. No one's saying. Real.
1: We're, no, we're working up towards it, though. What What he's what we're saying is that there's no four seasons there, but there might be a suitable accommodation for you to go there. And I like how you're playing hard to get like you're not going to end up at Telly's condo with Telly.
2: I like that you think that I'm like,
1: Plenty I like video
2: that games. you think that like, that's what's been holding me back. Like I just haven't met Telly. Like this isn't something that I'm not, this isn't, I'm not seeking this out.
1: <laughs> oh, you are. Absolutely. You are because you tweeted to him a picture, uh, a, a TikTok video of a guy of a greenskeeper. Cause Telly's a big golfer. Of a greenskeeper drilling the hole on a golf course on a on a on a green, and you're like, is this what you do to the bartender every other Sunday night? Because we've determined that he hooks up with a bartender right. at his favorite bar, the basement bar, every other Sunday night. Malls, that's flirting. You're flirting with him. That's no, sexting. it was like
2: taunting. It was I was taunting him. Oh,
1: uh, I wonder what the listeners think. Listeners, right. What do you think about that? What would you think if somebody made that tweet to you? Oh, hey, like- is, it's, it's, it's an overtly sexual image. And then she says to you, Hey, is this what you do? That's, I mean, to me, that's, <laughs> that's, you're doing sexting with him.
2: No, you you know what actually you're right. It it does have the vibe of like a 12-year-old girl who doesn't realizes that like she's been bullying her crush cuz she has a crush on him. You're right. It does yeah. have that vibe Absolutely. to it. Absolutely.
1: Okay, can I play this video while you deal with your issue?
2: Go back to your boyfriend Steven.
1: Okay.
5: Because I think it is the most chaotic thing she's ever done. So she posts Garland Red's new album, congratulating them. Okay, everyone, drop everything now and support and stream and buy this album because it is spectacular. She puts Drop Everything Now in there, a line from Drop Everything Now, Meet Me in the Pouring Rain, Sparks Fly on Speak Now, like her third album. She puts it in purple font on the it's like ridiculous. So boom, we got people who think the boom. three emojis mean speak now.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> boom. <laughs>
6: Somebody made that gonna my tell you,
2: It's a sincere fan base. <laughs> it's an earnest. It's a very earnest it's, fan base.
1: It's the accent. It's the, it's the it's the way he pronounces it. So boom. Okay. Let's let, <laughs> let him continue. Now, losing their
5: minds. She also confirms that she listens to Girl in Red. So, boom, Gaylor's losing their minds. (laughs) Also, apparently that track that she decided to share is the 10th track from-
1: she decided, like, this guy's got a weird accent. I mean, he's amazing. I wish I could be this earnest or interested in anything. Like, I'm so so jealous of this human being that he's dedicated his life to this. He's so into it. He's up on all the news. He's sharing on his TikTok. He's got a following- you know, he's got like people and it's am- it's amazing and it's beautiful. So boom. Here. From well, <laughs> the Girl in Red album. Yes, yeah, Smalls?
2: I'm just dying laughing. Never mind. <laughs> just okay, go.
5: Album. So people who are still somehow holding on for TS10 to come out, boom, losing their minds. And she posts this on April 30th, the day when everyone has collectively decided to lose their minds. I cannot express how much I hope the post means nothing. And it's just her congratulating Girl in Red. And she's sitting on her phone today, like, ha ha ha, they all look like fools. They fell into my trap.
1: Wow.
2: So, in order to not resent her, I think that Swifties also do some stuff like, oh, she's probably at home right now looking, and she is probably at home doing that.
1: Well, uh, she probably, she's like a yeah.
2: weirdo product of the internet.
1: Yes, she is. She's she's extremely focused on her career. She's very driven. She's I think constantly coming up with new plans, new you know, she probably has like a 20 year plan of oh for
3: sure.
1: Here's when the she albums are coming before, out. Yeah.
2: She's said before that there's Easter eggs she's planted in like just the look what you made Genius. me do video Genius. that people won't understand for 20 years
1: yeah yeah i believe like, it what do
2: you mean how do you know taylor how do you know
1: i believe it i absolutely believe what's happening believe
2: it. in 20 years that you're it's going to connect for us but yes. listen visionary. Yeah, yeah you know um Steven, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, you know, listen, I got, I got so much respect for the fact that they create positivity online for the most part. Yeah, there's a little like ranting and raving about, you know, Swifties love to gatekeep.
1: Yes. You know, like if
2: you're a fan of a certain relationship, you're not a real fan.
1: Oh, that's so annoying. That's this is this is like how punk was back in the day, where punk is supposed to be all inclusive and anybody can like it, and it doesn't matter. Like a lot of bands, that it doesn't need to sound a certain way to be punk. <clears throat> but then, if you had the wrong T-shirt. Or you didn't know the you didn't know like every song off an album, people would act like you didn't belong in the place, which is supposedly an all inclusive place. It's the same thing with Taylor Swift, where they're where they're like, Yeah, but you don't know about you don't know the reference here, or you know, I I can't think. You know what?
2: Gatekeeping Taylor Taylor Swift is I think a perfect segue to the next thing we wanted to talk about. Yes. Which is this new word? It's Our not kids, a new moms, word, but it's it's, it's 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 a uh, gaining popularity. Why? Okay, you said that this whole thing made you feel old, but I'm just like confused. Did you not like? There have been words like Zeitgeist was a big word back in like 2004. Yeah. It had a yeah. huge resurgence. It was like everyone just learned the word for the first time. Yeah. Did you feel old? Because of that,
1: no, it's that. So one, I don't know how to pronounce this word. It's chuggy, chuggy, chuggy. I don't know how to pronounce this word, but I read this whole article, and I still don't know. How, I still don't know if I would be able to identify a person that's chuggy. So can I read the? Can I read the definition from Urban Dictionary of chuggy? Yeah. The opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school, but no longer in style, used when someone still follows these out-of-date trends. This may include, but not be limited to fashion, habits on social media, usage of slang, etc. Example, my friend told me to change out of my favorite pair of Miss Me jeans because they were chuggy. Okay, so, so out of, it's out of fashion. Chugi yes, is out of fashion. It's a little,
2: it's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's it's out of fashion, um, but like unaware or maybe not self conscious. Um, if you want, check out the document I posted. Um, I put a link to the TikTok that where that blew up that sort of made this word go wide over the last month this was posted on march 30th
1: yeah because i want to understand
2: chuggy chuggy
1: i want to know about chuggy i want to be able to use it oh no you click it uh, no there's no oh i got you i got you i got you see i'm chuggy because i don't know that you can sometimes click the words and it's actually a link
2: that's not what, ch- I don't think, cause maybe oh. it is. Oh, I'm,
1: like, I'm going to use it that way. Hold on.
2: Maybe like
3: accusing me,
2: maybe accusing me of not linking is Chugi.
3: That's Chugi.
2: Versus not knowing. <laughs> maybe coming in with the, oh, you did it wrong before you even brought your scroller down. That's <laughs> a little
1: chuggy. You're flipping it on me. and But I was I was making fun of myself. Okay, here we go. Right,
2: but it started out with an attack on me saying that I did it wrong. So, no, I'm just saying that's like might be a a way that you talk to people you want to think about, especially people (laughs) who care about you and go out of their way to copy and paste a link to place in a document so that you'll feel less old and out of touch and helpless in this world, frankly. I
1: I didn't realize those words were a link. And you know what? That was very Chewgy of me. Let's play (laughs) the That was
3: pretty fucking choogy.
1: It was, it was, it was hardcore Chewgy
3: you that my friends and i use that you clearly are all in need of so i keep seeing videos like this on my for you page or people will
0: say things like
3: this is
2: yeah that was a mom at home goods just so people know what she was talking about going through those signs that say like gather Live, laugh, love—all those wooden planks you see at a Target or a Home yes, Goods or a World y- Market.
1: Yes, but the the thing is, for something to be chuggy, it had to be cool at one point, and those things were never. That cool. That
2: was peak Tumblr. Like in terms of the zeitgeist, I would say around 2012, 2013, those were actually things that influencers would have in their homes, so, and then now they're yeah, so, choogy. you know. It's like when avocados are chuggy.
1: Avocados are fucking delicious.
2: No, avocados are chuggy.
1: Oh, because of avocado toast?
2: Because also because of avocado like culture. Do you remember like when you couldn't go to Target without seeing a T-shirt that had an avocado on it? Or, like, a purse shaped like an avocado.
1: Right. Yes. And, like,
2: it's like, why is this child running around with a stone fruit on its shirt? Like, are you really that passionate about avocado? It became almost like the way bacon is chuggy.
1: Yeah. I could see bacon being a little chuggy. But, I mean, both of those things, both of those food items are staple food items. Like, you're not, like,
2: no one goes a week.
1: Right. Being no one like, goes a yes. No one goes a week without eating bacon or an avocado. But yes, if you ever had an avocado t shirt or a fucking bacon making bacon, bacon, well no, that no, almost flips it around the It's not bacon if you ever cool. had
2: it. It's yeah. that if you still stand avocados now as yeah. if as if this was back in twenty twelve when it seemed like the world found out about avocados. Yep you're chuggy now if you're like oh my god every day i have to that that could be a chuggy thing about you because like i think we all have chuggy things in our lives right
1: but what here's the problem for me is like like miley cyrus's breathe tattoo is chuggy now but it was fucking chuggy in the first place.
2: Right. So keep g- keep going through this video, maybe. As
1: is having an avocado purse. I'm sorry. If you have an avocado purse now, you're chuggy. But if you had it when it was supposedly cool to have it, an avocado purse, you're still fucking chuggy.
2: No, but it was on trend in the eyes of, I would say, the general public. What? It was on trend. It was, it was more about, it's not about uh, like authentic coolness. It's about trendiness, I think. Right. I don't think it's about any sort of inherent coolness.
3: Right. Okay. This is millennial or girl boss energy. All of these terms are pointing to the same thing. The word, my friends, is chuggy, okay? It's the opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school, maybe, maybe not. Timelines don't really matter, but it's no longer in style. It's used when someone follows these out-of-date trends or something falls into that category. Some examples. First of all, graphic tees and hats, phrases on clothing, chuggy. Herbal essence shampoo, chuggy. Oh, yeah. No. Instagram captions like these, "Chugi, the word you never knew you needed. Okay, tick Okay. You I know what's Chugi?
1: Yeah. What? Kabbalah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and having a like little if red scare. <laughs> Yeah, if
2: you got a red string right now and you're out here telling your friends about Kabbalah, like, oh, you might want to join this spiritual practice I found, that's chuggy. Because no one is pursuing that with the same vigor they pursued when it was initially trendy.
1: So, Mals, this is is one of the things that I think makes you so unique is that that example is so fucking perfect because everything else that's been described so far, I thought was lame in the first place. Kabbalah, I had no opinion on when it was popular, but I know that it was very trendy at the time. And now, now you describing it as chugi makes perfect, completely elucidates the meaning of what okay. chuggy is for me. Yeah.
2: These were never cool either, but like this might unlock that unlock this for another people. You know, like those uh scarves that people used to wear, like the T shirt with a scarf thing. That is inherently chuggy. If you see someone wearing like a loose wrapped scarf over a T shirt, they're doing that in the face of it not being cool, right? So they're engaging. The opposite. They're either yeah, they're either clueless and genuinely being chuggy, or they're engaging in some chuggy behavior which I think we all have a thing like that. I'm trying to think of the chugiest thing I do, but I know we all have things we engage in that are like that. Yeah. Like a, a classic chugy for me, the um, mustache tattoo and the inner finger, the pointer oh, finger. You have that? No, I don't have oh. that. No. Oh. When I see that on other people, I think. Oh choogy. yeah.
1: So chugy. Jonah Hill has that. It's so che That's super chuggy. You know, what's going to be chuggy. What? Hard seltzer. Hard seltzer is about, I would say three and a half years from being super chuggy. It's not going to exist in a while. Look, I lived through wine coolers. I lived through Smirnoff ice. I lived through dry beer. I lived through ice beer. I know how this goes. Hard I feel seltzer? that way
2: about like martinis, like the way that like an yes. apple martini is in this or a lychee. Do you remember when everyone was like, oh yeah, I love lychee? It's like my favorite flavor. Like lychee is great, but we're like, like us Americans, we should not be acting like we grew up with lychee and like, oh, like, oh, lychee. Like, let's just get that going. I'm not saying don't expand your palate. I'm just saying stop yes. acting like you've eaten lychees your whole life. Like, no. this is new to you too. You just found out about that. Of
1: course. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. That was
2: painstaking back then.
1: Totally. 100%.
0: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify.com slash realm.
4: During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um, What else is... What else is... Go- are we living with right now? That's trendy. That's going to be choogy as fuck.
2: Okay. Soon to be choogy. I think honestly, at leisure.
1: Oh, like wearing it's Lululemon.
2: So I know. Yeah. But I think like the Gen Z is going to turn on that and they're going to be like, no, we wear like they re They mean they made champion expensive.
1: I know champion, champion. Like when we
2: were growing up, champion yes. was a nice brand. If you were poor, if you were right. poor and you this, had champion, balling.
1: Like this is this is a West Coast reference, but champion is some shit they sold at Big Five, which is like a low end, like seconds, uh, sporting goods store. Yeah. Like champion is bullshit, and now. Like my guy, Todd Snyder does, who's a designer, right? He does, he does uh, collabs with Champion. So a a Champion sweatshirt can be like 300 bucks. That's going to, I would say that's already chuggy. Champion's done.
2: It is done. I mean, it's done in like the, yes. Okay. So I, I, that brings me to my next point. I think that we are post pandemic. We're going to see some major shit. Like, we're about to live through the roaring 20s, essentially. Like, this is going to be crazy. Like, everything's going to change. All of our values, all of that Gucci shit that was so popular, all that hype shit that people, yeah. yep. you know, sold their Supreme. souls for yep. three years ago. Yep, all of that stuff, chuggy. It's ar- to me, it's already chuggy. It's not quite in the zone yet, but that is, I would put money on that.
1: Um. Yeah, I no, I totally agree with you. Like any of that um, champ or um, supreme, oh, fucking off-white. Like if I see somebody walk into, uh, you know, back in the before times when you used to go places, people are starting to go places again. If I see somebody walk in to a restaurant with off-white sneakers with that stupid fucking zip tie through the eyelet today- you're, that's fucking Chewgy as fuck Like no one's doing that That's a bad totally. look
2: Totally That's two years ago I think ago. um Like I think makeup Is going to see Like a huge Change Because Previously Like right even before The pandemic It was starting to phase out But Gradually so Is like the very Drag inspired makeup That a lot of the Makeup gurus Like the yes. Yes. Big people The people that Help make it the multi-billion yes. dollar industry yes. that it is, yes. you know, now you don't need the setting powder. You don't need the concealer and the the full coverage foundation. It's like th- so many of those techniques that a lot of those YouTubers were using right. did not show up in the real world the same way they did outside of sure. a studio with heavy lighting. So like- So
1: James, James Charles is chuggy. The James Charles palette is chuggy.
2: I th- yeah, I think that whole era that's, of like, I think Jeffree is Chugi, soon yes. to be Chugi, because it doesn't Absolutely. have the same, it doesn't have the same um, feel as maybe like, um, you know, thinking. So the herbal essences thing is interesting, right? Because herbal essences was marketed to women in a way that you were supposed to be like, this is fruity, it's chic. I'm going to smell fresh.
1: Women like the smell of things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like herbal essences was very, it was marketed to be cool for a while. And for most of my childhood, it was kind of cool. And then they did the updated packaging that you saw on that TikTok there. That was more like, I don't know. It looked like fucking speaker or something, but like it's, um, you know, that, That makes sense as Chewgy because like no one would buy that product. I would say Aussie hair products are Chewgy.
1: Oh, that's, I mean, you're really going deep there because Aussie was the shit when I was like in elementary school.
2: Right. And if I saw that purple bottle in someone's bathroom, I'd be like, what's going on, girly? Not even that I would judge them truly, but like if you were an Instagram influencer, I think it's also about the way you act online, right? Yeah. Like- are you chuggy in your internet presence or are you just chuggy IRL to your friends?
1: Right. Yeah, I think both. I mean, it's you if you have an internet presence, it's important not to be chuggy. Let's be honest, most people's IRL friends are f- chuggy as hell.
2: Yeah, ideally, right? Yeah. Ideally you don't have friends that are like too cool for everything. Um, and I think the older you get, the more you feel that way. These people are very young. We have to remember, these people are trying, they're young and they're trying to like, figure out a way to like articulate how yeah, they feel about they the style that is being sort of presented and forced upon them, right? Like, how do I yeah. make sense of myself within the guidelines of what's cool right now?
1: It, yeah. It's hard. And so, so, yeah.
2: separating yourself from avocado culture
1: to, and calling should, that yeah.
2: chuggy is like a way of, you know, it, sometimes it's easier to say what you don't want than what you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. It's hard to see the things that you want, but it's easy to see the things that you don't like.
2: And you don't want some avocado culture.
1: No, you don't. You know, what I notice is that, you know, shorts got real short. And that was like, that was like a big, you know, I live at the beach that was like a big culture shock because shorts for a long time were really long, like, like swim trunks, board shorts were yeah. really long. And then they got real short. And now I notice that they're starting to get a little bit longer again. They're not doing the short look anymore. But I'm just, like, when the short look came back, it was very like junior high for me. And I'm like, oh no, this is my style. Like it's the style has finally come back to what the style, what my style has always been. And now that I see the shorts going longer, I'm like, a fu- I'm, I've gone full dad. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not wearing those long ass shorts. I'm, I wear the short ones. I wear You're, dad shorts. You like
2: shorts. a five inch seam?
1: It's, can I be honest with you?
2: Is it a four inch seam?
1: If I can find a shorter than five inch seam, I go with it. It's hard to find. All though. right. I'm a five inch inch inseam guy because that's usually the shortest you can find. But if there's, you know, a four inch inseam, I'll rock those for sure. They're hard to find. Oh yeah.
2: Listen, you know, my legs are my asset too. So I understand. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta know your asset and put it out there.
1: Well, I got, that's the other thing. I'm just, we don't have to get too deep in this, but I'm, you know, I'm like a chubby, well- you know this because you texted me one time are you obese out of the blue. Hey. No,
2: I didn't. I was yes, asking did. so you could And by the way, everyone sides with me that I did the right thing.
1: You d- No, you had good intentions.
2: Everyone sides but- with me, Brian. No. No, I'm not. Everyone.
1: I side with you. You have you have good intentions. <laughs> but what you were doing, you're a comedy writer, Malls, you knew what you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew yeah. that you could come <laughs> with the good intentions. But you could do it in a very funny way. And so when you text somebody out of the blue that you haven't spoken to in a couple of days and apropos of nothing, you text them three words, are you obese? Question mark. Like that's people are going to react to that a certain way. Well, because, like, the thing is,
2: is I had realized at that point there's no nice way to bring it up. Yes. Because, like, I had mentioned it to a friend in the backwards way of, hey, by the way, because this is, like, a couple months ago. I was like, in California, you qualify. First of all, you also qualified if you were mentally ill. So I could have gone with that, but I decided to go with the much more delicate, are you obese? Are you
1: obese? Well, no, because- no one it was it's <laughs> because not because I wanted to get
2: you vaccinated earlier yeah, and no because not, also my BMI has been off my whole life like I, know, I was very honestly like trigger warning very anorexic in the past and my BMI was off I don't think we've talked about it on them on this no I don't oh. think we have but oh, I, yeah. I'm just saying that I thought you know if your BMI is off one way we can get my guy Bry. In to get the vaccine earlier yes. is if he is in fact medically obese, and I my, didn't know if you knew that about yourself.
1: Yes, I do. I probably am because I'm not tall and I'm stocky, and that's that's the, my original point that I was you're making thick. here. I'm thick. I'm thick as fuck, and I have thick ass legs. So you're like a the thick s-
2: Guatemalan guy.
1: Yes, quarter Guatemalan. That so like skinny jeans malls. Yeah. Skinny jeans doesn't work on a body like m- mine because no. I they can't they I have huge quads. They cannot get past my upper leg. Like even if they fit in the waist, the legs are the issue. My legs are too fucking jacked.
2: Well, I was going to ask you like I think I don't know. I feel like if your quads are so big, you can't put pants on that's like on you. Like, I feel like you're not stretching right or something or you're like focusing too too much on one muscle area.
1: Well, it's, it's the story of my life.
2: Cause you've got fatty quads. You can't get regular pants.
1: Too fucking muscular. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the main problems I've had in life. Too muscular. (laughs) Okay. Too handsome. Right. Too funny. (laughs) Right. (laughs) These are the the crosses I bear. This is this is you see me walking down the street dragging that big ass two two by sixes of a cross. Well, I do that metaphorically. (laughs) I'm I'm carrying I'm carrying to the mountaintop my own burdens. Too muscular. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right.
1: Too handsome. Uh-huh. Too funny. Should we talk about Disaster Girl?
2: Yeah. Okay, so this was great, right? So we know this meme, Disaster Girl, little yes. girl standing in sure. front of a house on fire.
1: Yeah. It's she's she's super cute. The house is burning and she's got that smirk on her face that makes you think, "Oh, this is Drew Barrymore in the movie Firestarter. She has she's burned this house down."
2: And when you look at that, like she's very much a little girl. She's probably no older than like four or five years old. So like she's lived her most of her life with this, all of her life with this being her thing. She's finally, I think, 20 years old now. Yeah. And in this market of NFTs, she sold this for $500,000, which is incredible because not only did her father take and own the photo, so she was able to do this, Yeah, but the money went directly to her, which I think is incredible because a lot of people become memes and get forgotten. I'm thinking of you, Mr. Chris Crocker. You know, like there's people that become memes and it ruins their life. Yeah. And I think this—it was like a beautifully done photo. There's no negative connotation with it, and she was able to do quite well for herself with this.
1: Mall's—it's uh, probably stupid to ask you this question, but you know Grape Lady, right?
2: Um, let me look her up. Once I see it, no, I'll we got to play
1: it. We got to play it because this this woman needs to be memed she needs to NFT this meme more than oh. anyone else in the world. This is, this is one of the all time greatest memes to ever exist. It's one funny. of the originals. Know, lady. This is a, this is a local news segment where they go out to the reporter on the scene and she's going to stomp grapes with her feet, which let's be honest, has not been done since that one episode of I love Lucy. They're not
2: really it's only sp- done for television. They did it it's, on like real yes, housewives. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's it's a TV producer's like. Yes.
1: <laughs> and for some reason. I'm so sorry. That's okay. And for some reason, they they when they went to make the segment, they're like, how about if we put the grape buckets on a raised platform? And then this happens.
0: Buckets are filled with grapes. What kind of grapes? These are filled with Chamberson grapes, and the winner this Saturday, who's stomping music, eating international food. Just
1: stomping those grapes on a raised platform.
0: Vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. What
1: could go wrong?
6: It's a lot of fun, a whole day. You're in a bucket. Oh, <laughs> she starts to style it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
5: oh, 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 Stop. She's fine. Oh, no, oh dear, <laughs> I think she's actually hurt. No, I think she is. Yeah, she hurt. She took a hard.
1: Walk. You could tell that. You could tell the studio host had her guts. By so the way. I'm not We're watching not
2: gonna... this video with you, but it sounded like, based off of the squishing at the beginning, that the reporter herself might have been going a little hard.
1: She went. she's when at the point where she goes, stop, stop, stop. It's like somebody's about to do a skateboard trick. And then she just starts stomping her feet really hard and fast to like style her grape stomping. And that's when she eats shit. And then. So
2: that's the, the mistake. These are the things that people who are actually on TV do that, like, you think as an audience member are like, oh, I would totally like. No, there's a reason why you don't go ham stomping grapes during an interview, especially when you're on a platform. You gotta do the delicate TV squish. Is she yes. producing wine? No, but she's getting the yeah. segment done. Yes. Now, this is where someone like her is fucked in the NFT market, same as Bad Baby. She doesn't own this right. video. Right. This is it's very rare that like you might actually own the meme that you are the subject of.
1: Yeah. So this girl, Zoe Roth, her dad took the picture. So she owns the meme. She marketed it as an NFT and it went for half a mil. Somebody bought what she called again, disaster girl. Somebody bought disaster girl for half a million dollars. Now,
2: this is disa- the one that I like. I like this one because it's a beautiful photograph. It's and really like,
1: good. This yeah.
2: holds up and makes sense to have the rights to it. You can't resell it if you own the NFT, I don't think. But I mean, <laughs> Brian, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried so many times in preparation for this podcast. I've o- opened up so many, what is an NFT article. I've even gone to YouTube and just been like, I'll just sit here like an idiot. Just explain it to me. I know. It I is... Know. Every yeah. single time yes. I am snoozing I'm so glad. 15 seconds in, I cannot be. I don't want to do it. I don't want to know. And you know what? I feel like I feel so dumb about it because I know I'm fucking myself by not educating myself on this. I know that I'm going to, it's going to be too late by the time I finally like wake up and decide to figure out what this is. The NFT trade is going to be gone for people like you and me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like. The way I understand it, and you're probably gonna think I'm an idiot, so because I could be wrong, I don't know. The way I understand it is is an NFT is basically like its own crypto token, so it's like you're buying this thing that it's just one of, and that eventually somebody else is going to want to have just one of that thing. It's not the picture that's so valuable. It's the picture that just brands this token that you own. And when the, no, I
2: think you're buying the art itself,
1: you are. Yes.
2: Yeah. Because I think like, that's why something like this is going for a lot of money.
1: Yes. But the, but but the picture, but the pictures in this New York times article, they didn't pay the NFT holder to run the picture. I can I can uh, send That's because picture. they
2: can't license it anyway. Right. So the owner of this wouldn't be able to like kill disaster girl, you know what I mean? They wouldn't be able to like go around copyright striking this image. Yes. But yeah. <clears throat> here's the thing about NFTs that are interesting in relation to crypto because they're actually not great for the environment. Because I'll the explain. way that like, okay, so the way that uh, mining works in crypto is that uh, from my understanding, I have a, basically have a very like basic understanding of it. But essentially, it takes up like so much computer power to mine crypto or to like go through the actions of <clears throat> mining crypto is basically a way to get quote unquote free crypto. But a lot of people don't recommend it because you use so much electricity trying to get the yeah, free crypto of course. that it's not worth it. Your electric bill will be more. So that's something I don't understand. I don't know how it takes up so much more electricity, but you have to have like a special computer to my, like meaning special, like I think isolated designated for it.
1: Right. Yeah. It's everything's bad.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just didn't see, like, you would think they would figure out a way to do something as, like, owning and trading di- digital images. Like, you would think they'd be able to figure out a way to do that without destroying. The I think like, New Zealand is fucked because of this. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, like, New Zealand is fucked. I think fuck. it's like, it's like something like there's a specific country. It's going to be bad for everyone. But, like, right. you know, when you start to fuck around with, like, Australia. Yeah you know yeah, what i mean that's one the of the ones hey, yeah it's hey, one of the ones
1: nobody malls nobody regrets fucking around with australia more than me
2: <laughs> i know <laughs> i know
1: That's this there's you, you don't fuck with australia i'll just say that i'll do it we'll just we'll leave it you at guys that.
2: Be- uh whenever whenever it comes up whenever there's a great catfishing story or a great <laughs> Uh, online bride story like a <laughs> if there's ever a Russian bride or Australian bride sort of story in the news let us know because that will give Brian the perfect opportunity to tell us all about a relationship that honestly uh, I don't know much about but all I know is that it sounds like a horror show and I know this, my friend survived something
1: this it's th- it's a paywall exclusive story
2: Okay. It's, right. It
1: doesn't go. It doesn't go on the on the oh, free but pod. she
2: Can we just say that she took your Patreon, so that's why? Right.
1: We're gonna right. have to. It, right.
2: Brian so, married a, a catfish.
1: Oh, that's not true. That's <laughs> For, not true.
2: no. Okay. He had a ninety-day fiance who took his Patreon.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, that's kind of true. A modern true. love
2: story, like honestly, a modern love story.
1: It's, that's kind of true, but it's there's more to it than that. Malls Malls likes to reduce things. She likes to put me in a box, and it's funny when you do it. I respect it, but there's more to it, and we'll you know of you'll find that at the Baller New Lifestyle Boxers. Red Circle page.
2: But yeah. you also don't you don't let a lot out. Like remember you. Uh, Brian likes to retell stories um, like they just happened yesterday. Like, and he's, he'll tell you a story that he told you three weeks ago, but when he tells you it again, he'll make it sound like it was recent. That's, oh, do that's I do a, that? Yeah, that's a Brian Beckner quality. Yeah, I caught you live on stereo doing it. I was like, dude, you told me that two weeks ago and you said it just happened then. Who knows when the original event happened? So I'm just saying, you don't give a lot. So when I boil it down, I'm just really trying to understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you privately. I think I feel, I feel like I have. You you get the gist. You just you,
2: um, no, but like this is when you like, you know, I mean, to be fair, you've pimped me out to some golf alcoholic in Colorado. Oh
1: no, you love him, malls. You love the attention. Don't pretend you don't. And now you're you
2: gaslighting me. And now Yo, you're pre- gaslighting no, me. Oh,
1: no, you you just as often reach out to him no, as he reaches right. out to you. No, you're
2: right. I was you. gaslighting you. Yes, <laughs> I was the, gaslighting yes, you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw the golf drilling hole tweet. That was Malls, That was flirtatious. That was a. Well, sex.
2: no, I was just saying, like, is this what you yes. do? Because, like, you yeah. know, it's like Telly wants to say that he cares about me, but then meanwhile I, is real oh, fast and loose yeah. with these tweets yes. about how he fucks this bartender or how he wants to bang his doctor. He's going to call up the medical board and have her uh, removed. He's going to have true. her license that's taken true. away so he can that's date her.
1: What's not true. He's, he's going to switch doctors. That's all. <laughs> he's he's going to allow her to continue practicing medicine, but just not on him.
2: Well, that's what you I, think.
1: I asked him, he's got a female doctor, and I go, well, well that's go, weird.
2: No, uh, right. actually, that's not weird. I take it right. back.
1: No, it is kind of weird. And I go, I go, has she seen the goods? Cause sometimes you gotta show your doctor your genitals. And he said, no, she had not seen the goods. <laughs>
2: it's had. like a dermatologist.
1: Right. Could be. I don't um, know, man. I do. I fucking know. Do you know about the, um, have you read this, am I the asshole from Reddit, about the, because this was big this week, about the yes. the woman who was mad about her um, mother arranging. I think this is a
2: delightful, now that we're here talking about, you know, yeah. sort of all of our differences of opinions and our, our yeah. reading of scenarios that you yes. and I have. yes. It's perfect that we do this together. So this one went, you know, it it was trending for most of a day. Um, Am I the asshole? I believe we read some of them on here. Maybe we read relationship advice. I'm not sure. But am I the asshole is a Reddit where if you have a conundrum, if you were unsure, if if you're being told you were a dick by other people or they're treating you like you were a dick. Yeah. You go on Reddit. You write up a little story yes. about what yes. happened, and you yes. get these people to determine whether yes. or not you are the asshole. This is a very popular subreddit. Yes. Um, really serious stuff, really small stuff, all sorts. So this post went viral, am I the do you read it?
1: Am I the asshole I stole my future ex-husband's Patreon money? Yeah. And all of his furniture.
2: But they like to do it deceptively, so it would be like... Am I the asshole for not letting my ex-husband's kids eat?
1: Yes. And it would be like <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes.
2: so my I moved to America and married this guy that had kids. But and we got into a fight because when I in the process of divorcing, I wanted to keep our Patreon. And yes. he told me, "You can't do that. This is the money that I use for my family. My kids have to eat." Am I the asshole for, you know, so like that would be the way, because the way that they instruct you to write the headline is to sort of create yeah, a reaction.
1: You're a good listener. Am I the asshole for arranging potluck for my sister's apology dinner? Okay. What this is, is this um, headline font? is Because she's a, she's capitalized apology dinner. Is that like, a, is I that think like- that-
2: this is a, I think, apology dinner. I mean, I think that this person is trying to be self aware about the oh, concept of an apology right. dinner. Yeah, possibly even being my least favorite PA. Well, passive aggressive. I
1: oh, yeah, big time.
2: Hate passive aggression more than anything. Oh, Can't stand it.
1: Hey, people that people that steal your Patreon are very passive aggressive. I remembered this I remembered about this after reading about another per- posters apology dinner she capitalizes apology dinner every time so my mom decided to host an apology dinner for my older sister that's kind of a neg you could have just said sister maybe yeah it's, you know, it's a, that's a thing she wants to it let does people set up know.
2: a nice dynamic though, to know that she just in Good terms point. of like family order.
1: Yes. I rescind it. I rescind it. You're the right. She's a bitch. Yep. As my mom was busy writing her apology and whatnot, she asked if I would take care of the food and beverages. That's a pretty big ask. Busy writing an apology. I've written fucking 2 million apologies and they take five minutes.
2: It shouldn't take so long that, like, you can't go to a grocery store and provide for a spread at a party. Like, there, I feel like there's an apology dinner that needs to happen for asking your daughter to do that. Like, especially if the mom's the one that needs to apologize. No, mom, you're doing it all. You're writing the Mals. apology. You're getting the food. Maybe. Yeah. What? No, keep going. Maybe you can ask your daughter to like drop off at the bakery, grab a couple mm-hmm. pies. That's yep. reasonable.
1: Fuck. I love a pie.
2: But you don't say, hey, younger daughter, I'm going to be consumed mm-hmm. with apologizing mm-hmm. to your older sister.
1: Mm-hmm. So I th- plan I think this we're in party. A, I think we're in agreement on the what the best pie is. Key lime? Ah, oh, fuck. So good. So fucking good. I, oh, my God. It's good. Uh, I got two words for you. Taco guy, you want to apologize to somebody you you got to you got to make a big apology to him. You don't fucking you don't it, you can outsource the food. You don't do it to family members. You get a fucking taco guy to come over to your house. He brings like a big grill, like a flat grill that he heats up with propane. He stands in your fucking backyard, and he cooks up a bunch of chicken. He cooks up a bunch of fucking pork. He cooks up a punch, bunch of beef, carne asada, steak. He lays out all the fucking fixings, warms up the tortillas that his someone in his family probably made. And you're eating tacos. And you know what? It's not that expensive. That's what you do. You, do you get a know taco guy. Do
2: 100 tacos?
1: No. Wait, is that okay. a food truck?
2: It's like a, it's like a, I think like a brother and sister or like, you know, some sort of like young- Family members that run this little taco company called One Hundred Tacos, and you pay them like two fifty to show up in your backyard at the party, and they done. make one hundred tacos.
1: Done. You that's you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. Absolutely, I'm with that. Okay, I'll continue reading. I that's keep such a
2: good business plan, by the way. Like that's so Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Like we make one hundred tacos.
1: Yeah, We're very coming over forward. We're making hundred tacos. Yeah. Um. As okay, I said sure thinking it was just for my family of four, ellipsis. But when my aunt and cousins both capitalized, heard, they also wanted to attend. So I decided to make it a potluck, two words. Potluck is where all, oh, she defines potluck.
2: No, so this is where I start to wonder if she's like fucking dumb
1: esl Um uh, potluck no is she's where- not
2: esl no honey i oh. think she's quite the opposite i think she's an americans american right. it's
1: middle america potluck i think we're is-
2: talking like when you have to describe to people when you think people are coming in on such a low level of intelligence and you've been roped into your mom's uh you know go to the honey baked ham store for me scheme yeah no. you're an idiot
1: no i get it I said, sure, thinking it was just for my family of four. But when my aunt and cousins heard, they also wanted to attend. So I just, oh, I read that part. Potluck yeah. is where all the guests, all the adult guests bring a dish and <laughs> all the dishes are shared. Of course, I never asked my sister to bring any food because she was the guest of honor. Well, everyone came over and we, we are all excited. Oh, and she's mixing verb tenses here. And we are all excited to listen to the apology and eat. My sister was among the last to arrive, and she was offended that we were serving potluck for her special dinner. I explained that I had carefully planned what would be served. Sister's boyfriend is a vegetarian. Mm. So we had two meatless options. But my sister yelled at me that the apology meal capitalized should be prepared or at least paid for by the apologizer, my mom, in order to show proper atonement. I don't think that's really the right use of that word. We went forward with the apology dinner, but my sister called call me the asshole for undermining the apology. apology. She, she actually capitalizes as asshole, which I appreciate. Am I the asshole for arranging potluck for my sister's apology dinner? Malls. Yeah. You think she's the asshole? No. For pot looking? She was not um, even apologize. I don't.
2: This yes. um this family is uh is very um fucked up. Um, I found an article. Like a, this is
1: like capturing the freedmen's. They are like capturing it, the freedmens. It, it people. is
2: capturing the freedmen's <laughs> dude. Like it yeah. is capturing the freedmen's. And by yeah. the way, like I kind of feel like the mom is coming to the table. With that type of apology. And by the way, like the cousins and the aunt coming out to spectate it is insane. Yeah, it's but, disgusting. Um it's, yeah,
3: they're, so-
1: they're, they're they're like vampires. They want to come and watch the blood. They want, they want them to see the mom in pain. They're like the aunt's like, oh, your sister's a fucking bitch. Well, so's my sister, and she's your mom. And so I'm coming. And then it's like the it's like the Michael Jackson thriller, like popcorn gif because she's just fucking excited to see her sister have to apologize
2: um no i think they're like some sick twisted family where there's like such dark codependence that like the younger sister i think the younger yeah. sister is under the mom's thumb
1: yeah yeah
2: and the, the older yes. sister is like out of the house good and good she's probably close to cutting her mom out entirely
1: yeah i i, and I, this I, is I could maybe s- yes.
2: I just think the mom's a narcissist. Like she can't even go get the fucking honey baked ham for her own apology dinner. She has to spend all of her time writing her apology, which implies that she's being put out to write the apology. She's so put out by having to write this apology that is so clearly owed that she can't even do the proper things to get ready for the party.
1: I agree. Um, Yes. Yeah. The, the, but I would say this, the older sister is a fucking bitch because she needs to be apologized to properly she doesn't she doesn't feel like she's been apologized to properly but she's a fucking bitch because she was raised by this mother who's a monster also
2: Yes. Well, no. I don't think the little sister is a is a bitch. I think that no, she the older sister, is,
1: the older. Oh, sister. The,
2: I don't think the older sister. No, I. I think it sounds maybe like the older sister got it worse than the younger sister. Maybe. And maybe, maybe. has grown some boundaries. So this is what, um, according to an MSN article, someone who reached out to the original poster via Reddit messages said that she described to them the apology dinner as this. It's a dinner initiated by one party for the purpose of apologizing to another party, usually a family member or close friend. It's reserved for major disputes in which the parties have stopped talking. Other attendees help mediate, offer support and and perspective, and celebrate the resolution. So to me, honestly, what this sounds like is... The mom has done something. She knows she owes the older daughter an apology. The younger daughter, it sounds like, is still under her thumb. To me, it sounds like, especially the last part, with the aunts and the cousins coming, it sounds like they're basically getting this older sister together to bully her into submission and accepting her mom's behavior. And then when the sister gets there, she's like, okay, so not only have I come here today, to be fucking bullied and and told that I was, I'm perceiving something poorly or like, you know, I don't really understand my mom, you know, just made a mistake, whatever. But you didn't even fucking cook for me. yeah Like you outsourced all the dishes. Like maybe the daughter was looking forward to come home for one reason and one reason only not her mom's apology, but like her, her famous chicken dish, la- you know? Yeah, sometimes you're like holding With on. Sometimes deshamel. you're like, well, my mom has, you know, or this person in my life has fucked me over so many times. But one thing that I really is consistent about them is I love that fucking chicken dish they make. I hope um, that that's there at my apology dinner.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you've sort of swung me to your side. Here's the other thing. These people, this woman had to explain what potluck was. She thought she had, she's like, so potluck is when everyone brings, everyone is an assigned a dish to bring.
2: She's homeschool but, hours.
1: But, but she expects us to all be fully aware of what the fuck an apology dinner is. What the fuck is an apology dinner? i never heard of this shit.
2: That's where I'm getting some like fundamentalist shit. Like, yes. Oh, oh, they're quiverfuls. Like- Yes, like the older yes. daughter is out banging her vegetarian boyfriend, and yeah. these religious people are at home, and they know what a yes. an apology dinner is. But they have to. She's going to take the temperature on whether or not people know what a potluck is. But surely everyone in our cult knows what an apology dinner is because we have to do them all the time because some kid got molested at a barbecue. Like this is what they this is what they do.
1: Um. Yeah. I
2: painted this picture. I mean, listen, yeah. maybe.
1: No, it's capturing uh, the Freedmans, low key. It's that kind of is. It's what's that? um, What's the Netflix one where the um, where the family they were? Well, it doesn't matter what their religion is. They allowed their daughter to be kidnapped multiple times by the same dude, and then the mom also fucked him, and then the dad also gave him a blowjob.
2: Um, I can't say I'm familiar with that.
1: Oh yeah, it was um, a it was very it was a very zeitgeisty documentary a few years ago. Everyone, everyone listening, is it the is,
2: w- like wild something of whatever? Is it no, those people? No,
1: it's everyone listening within the sound of my voice is yelling the name of this documentary. But because I'm a moron that's taken Come too many yell drugs it in his at life, at us
2: on stereo after this. Yes, uh, because I can't remember on what the it's called. After show. But I
1: picture those those it's those kind of people that are just. That they, they put on a front to the world where they're we're like, we're this really together family and we're really happy. But also, mom fucked this guy at the church. And then dad also blew the guy that mom fucked at the church. Like, I feel like that's this kind of family.
2: I agree. I completely agree. Because, like, the, the younger sister, she's like on that level where, you know, when you meet someone, like almost Amish, where they reference yes. something that's so normal to them. Yes. And to you, when you hear it, you're like, whoa, like unpack that. Like, can you unpack that, please? Like, yeah. it seems like this girl doesn't even know how far gone she is. And I honestly, I can't blame the younger sister because I think that whatever this mom is apologizing for, she's probably done to this daughter, too. You know? yes, And that yes, makes the sister totally. feel even more alienated because like, You know, she has this, you know, soldier in her sister that's just, you know, working against her, doesn't even realize why. I mean, how clueless does she sound? This is also probably fake. These things are always Uh, fake. But I I will say on a week that Josh Duggar, that guy from
1: 19 Kids and Counting, was
2: arrested for CP uh, major charges after just being a creep for years. Yes. Um, My mind veers towards this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking for, um, I'm looking, I agree with you. I'm looking in the comments on the Reddit, but it's mostly just people like me going, what the fuck is an apology dinner?
2: Yeah yeah um, let's see uh, if twitter had anything interesting to say while i'm on here oh
1: yeah yeah look that up just so you know you're now famous on twitter because no one has a clue what an apology dinner is while everyone knows what a potluck is that's what i said yeah <laughs> it's true uh this this thread is hilarious not heard of this why is there also a meal is it a cultural thing why are there rules wrong there to the apology as in isn't an actual apology enough yes of course it is and if you screw up yeah do you have to to throw an apology for the apology dinner go on here's
2: the thing If an apology was what was needed to remedy the situation, you wouldn't also invite relatives to, quote, mediate and celebrate when things are resolved. Like, that implies that there is no choice. Like, when you want to apologize to someone, you don't typically invite a gang of people.
1: Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, Well, reach out to us on, call into our stereo show, the after show that drops today. That we do live All the live info today. Was in the
2: description.
1: Yes. Click, click the link in the, in the description. Download the Tuesdays, stereo app.
2: Fridays, tu- noon. Tuesdays
1: at noon Pacific time. Uh, I'll have you know I've absconded with a pair of my son's wired headphones while I wait the pair that you've purchased for me or, or are planning to. You haven't given
2: me your address yet. I'll give it to you. That was passive aggressive the way you said or planning to. That was passive aggressive. Well, I didn't, didn't want to.
1: No, You're I, don't. I didn't aggressive. want to assume because I said that you have purchased for me. And then I said, and then I thought, well, I shouldn't assume that she's done that. So um, I had to, I had to co- course correct. That's all.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, I will, as soon as you send me the mailing address, I will send you those headphones. I told you, I wanted to treat you to Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely, You're the best. You
2: do have a birthday coming up. So thank you.
1: Let's keep, let's, let's not let's uh,
2: that uh, again. wrap this episode up. I okay. think. Yes. Um, yeah, you guys don't listen to Joe Rogan for medical advice. <laughs> I would say that's Inl- a safe way to go,
1: unless he can hook me up with his testosterone guy because I'm at that age.
2: Oh yeah, you want to do T?
1: Yeah, I want to do T hard because I'm a, I'm super jacked as w- as we've discussed previously on this episode. Um, f- the the problem with my life is I'm far too muscular, but only in the lower half. I need, right. I need to get a jacked upper body. And then no matter how many push-ups and pull-ups I do, I never can quite get there.
2: You're the opposite. So, you, like, don't forget legs day.
1: No, I never. I always do legs because that's, that's where I shine.
2: Well, did you ever think that, like, maybe your quads are not muscle buildup, but, like, you're actually just um, not flexible?
1: Do you – look, I'm not going to do the thing I did where I sent you pictures from my phone when you asked if I was obese. <laughs>
2: Full body shots. <laughs> yes.
1: I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be suckered into that. But just just trust that the legs are jacked. It's, it's, it's muscle. I, I carry the fat in my midsection. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. Okay. Let's wrap up.
2: You guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week as always please follow us on stereo as we said all of the links mentioned today maybe some bonus links are listed in the description below this was a blast guys send us your chuggy moments the things that you are proud to be chuggy with, um, find us on Twitter at Trend Lightly Pod, Instagram at Trend Lightly Pod, and tell us those things. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Frankie B's Bye. Thank you for listening to Trend Lightly, a solid listen podcast.
2: If you like the show, subscribe and leave us a review. You can find segments that didn't make it to air, as well as ad-free versions of our episodes on patreon.com slash solidlisten.
1: Find us on Twitter and Instagram under TrendlightlyPod. Pod. Send us submissions and feedback at trendlightlypod at gmail.com. And thank you to Why Not Johnsveld and Bradley Sona for our music.
6: Listen to Repin wherever you get your podcasts.